get the mic. Honey, I got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up, what's up? It's your girl, Maj, and we are back with another episode of Ags Maj, the podcast, where I am spilling all the real tea. Hey, y'all! It's Wednesday, and we got a new president. Y'all, I'm so ecstatic. Well, I'm always ecstatic to be recording. I say that all the time, but super hype. And let me tell y'all something. I got cute today, okay? I bought me some new earrings from Forever 21. They were on sale. And I got me a cute little sweater from H&M. I'm cute today. So for all my uh, listeners that like to, um, you know, listen uh, on your on your uh, mobile device, I suggest you get on a little YouTube and see how cute I am. Oh, crrr. let me tell you something. You don't you don't get this all the time, okay? I feel like you know the older I get, <laughs> the more okay I am with like going out, just not being my best. You know what I mean? Like. Now I I haven't reached bonnet level like I I have not reached bonnet level I I can't go out with with my bonnet on I ha, I haven't reached that level yet <laughs> but I don't wear makeup all the time and sometimes you know I might have on some sweats a little jogger um I I I'm not my cutest but when I get cute I be feeling myself and I'm feeling myself today and you should be feeling yourself as well okay you know I had I had this one friend that I, I met uh, not too long ago. And uh, her caption on Instagram, Instagram, she posted this really fire picture. And her caption was like, um, I ain't come half stepping and you shouldn't want me to. And I was like, yes. So that's how I feel. Y'all shouldn't want me to be on here looking a mess. Okay. You should want me to be cute. So shout out to Miss Portia Carter for her caption. That's our little thing. Honey, I didn't come half stepping and you should not want me to. But yes, we are here. We got a new president. Honey, this, you can't tell me nothing. Today I was on a meeting with my boss. And I was like, honey, our vice president is black. She's a woman. She's an HBCU grad. Like, you can't tell me nothing right now. What, what is this meeting even about? <laughs> no, I was super, super, super hyped. But yes, we're going to get into that in a second, just how proud I am um, of the moment that we're in. But <clears throat> let's get to the Maj moment, um, and then we'll we'll jump into to some, to, to some real tea. So, Maj moment. Of course, the story, uh, you know, there always has to be a story that, that comes with the Maj moment. Um, you know, just over this election, this whole just election process was so like new, um, for, for a lot of us, right? Like just scroll. First of all, we didn't get, you know, the results, um, the day of, which a lot of people are used to. Um, that's, that's just like the normal thing. So like we didn't get the results the day of, you know, we we had to wait. You know, it seemed like there was a delay because there were so many mail-in ballots that, you know, had to be counted. And when I say those three or four days that we waited seemed like the longest days of 2020. And when I say I feel like 2020 has been, like, super quick, but also, like, super just, like, drawn out. But, like, those days while we were, like, waiting for those votes to be counted. It just seems so drawn out. Like, if you ever spent one minute on a treadmill, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it just seems like the longest minute of your life. And that's how I feel like those were just like the longest four days of us waiting to find out who would be the next president. 
Um, and, I, you know, I'm not even going to get into all of the memes that I saw, <laughs> you know, just about Nevada taking her sweet time count- counting the votes in Georgia. It just... Honey, the memes were hilarious. And, of course, you can count on black people to get us through, you know, these rough times with, you know, some laughter because, you know, they they can't be serious for, for too long. But anyway, you know, I just was scrolling through, you know, just like social media, um, just, you know, as we were waiting for the election results. Um, and, and you could literally, like, feel the anxiety, right? Like, you know, j- just waking up. And like immediately checking your phone to see, you know, if 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 the news had been confirmed yet. Um, but even like I said, just like reading through the memes, reading through comments, reading through people's statuses, like you could feel the anxiety of the world just like waiting, waiting on these, you know, election results. Like people were nervous, people were anxious, people were doubtful. Um, and I, and I ain't gonna lie, I feel like some people were just, you know, at some point just like ready to give up, like, oh, well, it don't matter, you know, whoever's president is president, I don't care anymore, you know, just, just on that brink of just really just giving up and, and losing hope because it just seemed like, you know, it was, it was taking so long for them to, to count the vote, count the votes or whatever. Um, but I remember while the votes were being tallied, um, Joe Biden had came out, um, and, and he did a speech and he, he was saying, you know, you know, we're feeling good about this election. You know, he said, we we feel like, you know, we're on track to win. We believe that, you know, we're on track to win. You know, but he also said that, you know, we got to be patient, you know, in these times, like be patient. You know, we, he, he was like, you know, we knew this was what was going to happen. Um, and we knew, you know, there was going to be a delay, you know, in, in the vote count because, you know, just a COVID and everything that's going on in our world. You know, but he but he said, you know, even in, in that in, in in those moments, you know, where he was urging us to be patient, it was like, y'all, we got this. You know what I mean? Like we we are on track to win. We just got to be patient. Um, and so just in that moment, it really resonated with me when he was talking. I just was thinking about, you know, this the anxiety that the entire world is feeling. And the Maj moment is it is never too late for a turnaround. You know what? No matter how long it takes for things to happen or, you know, for things to turn around in your favor, honey, delayed never means denied. And although, you know, we waited anxiously for, uh, you know, for four long days, it still worked out in our favor, honey. And that trumpet, Trump, 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 whatever y'all like to call him is out so I, I feel like, you know, like I said, the Maj moment is, you know, it's never too late for a turnaround. So, it, you know, it, no matter how anxious you are, no matter how long it seems like you're in your storm or it seems like you, your results have been denied or delayed, um, that doesn't mean you're denied. It is never too late for a turnaround. It doesn't matter how bad things look. It is never too late for a turnaround. So I just encourage you, don't give up hope, whatever it is that, that you're seeking in your own life. Uh, don't give up hope. You got this. Don't give up. Keep going. Stay positive. It's never too late for a turnaround, no matter how it looks. And like I said, same thing with the election. Like, no matter how it looked, no matter. At some point, Nevada said they won't go have their votes counted until the 12th. And that's what, Thursday? That's Thursday. You know, and it, we already done. We already know who the president is, who the new president is. 
You know, so I, I it's it's just one of those things where it doesn't matter how things look. It's never too late for a turnaround. So I just want to encourage you to think about that. Like I said, whatever you're dealing with in your own life, keep the faith, honey. Stay hopeful, stay positive, and keep going. Don't give up because it is never too late for a turnaround. And, you know, I, I really just want to spend just a few minutes uh, just talking about how ecstatic, how proud I am um, not just for Kamala Harris and, you know, her history that she made. Um, but I think I'm just proud of everything that she and this new position for her represents. Um, you know, if you don't know, Kamala Harris obviously is, you know, is the new vice president elect. But Kamala is the first woman in this position, the first black woman the first South Asian woman, and the first HBCU grad. Like, you know, when she was elected, and even even just through her running, you know, through throughout this election, you know, it really made me reflect on, you know, my own career and, you know, my own personal kind of trials and, and triumphs that, that I've dealt with. Um, you know, but I know what it's like to work in, in industries where I'm the only black person. You know, I was talking to my mom the other day and I was telling her that there is not one job that I've had that I was not the only black woman. Every job that I have had in my particular department, I was the only black woman. And let me tell you something, you know, my mom was saying, you know, oh, honey, you're breaking barriers and all this other good stuff. Breaking barriers is exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. And so just to see her rise, um, you know, to this place and and shatter these glass ceilings and and break these barriers, like, I, I just could not be prouder of the space that black women are in. Um, and the opportunities that this has created, um, and not just created, but the opportunities that this has proven, you know, because, you know, like Kamala said, you know, I may, may be the first, but I'm not going to be the last. And I'm just so proud to be a black woman. And it makes me appreciate those moments more, you know, where, where I find myself as the only black woman, because I am so valuable. <laughs> you know, I am so valuable. And sometimes, you know, we have to remind ourselves of these things just because of everything that we deal with, you know, racial inequality and, and all that other stuff. Um, you know, it, you really have to remind yourself. And so I, I, you know, I had to remind myself and this, this accomplishment was, was truly a reminder that I am valuable, honey. I'm proud to be an HBCU graduate. You can't tell me nothing about HBCUs anymore. <laughs> I don't want to hear no HBCU slander, none, none, not no slander about HBCUs, no slander about women being able to do the same jobs as, as men, if you know, at the same rate or if not better and, and and you know I don't want to hear any slander about black women we are just as capable and I have never been prouder to be a black woman in this in this moment in time I just you know thank you Kamala <laughs> thank you to all the black women who continue to break barriers and who are not afraid to step up to the plate not just because of their own goals but because they are paving the way for other black women who who plan to walk those those paths and I just Wow, like I, I'm so ecstatic. Like I, I'm so excited. I'm so proud. I, like I, when I say you cannot tell me anything, like I think that's probably why I got cute today. Cause I'm, honey, I'm black. I'm a woman. I'm an HBCU grad, and you, you can't tell me nothing. The vice president elect is a woman, a black woman, and an HBCU grad. I don't. You can't tell me nothing. We we don't have anything else to discuss. But yes, I'm so proud. I'm just I'm just so excited 
Um, and, and, you know, I know I'm valuable, but it's just these moments that, that really remind me how much I contribute to this world. Honey, what would the world be without black women? Imagine a world without black women. Honey, non-existent. Non-existent. But yes, I just, I just wanted to shed light on that. I just, I, I'm feeling it. You know, I'm feeling it. I'm super excited. And my thing is, you know, regardless if you are happy, you know, or satisfied with the election results, I think we can all just recognize that history was made. Period. Period. And, you know, that's all I want. <laughs> and I am satisfied. But, yeah, shout out to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden on this historic win. Just so exciting. Like, you you, you can't tell me nothing. What? You said what? Oh, I said, I thought somebody who, who wasn't a black woman said something. Oh, okay. Okay. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> and I finally got my chance. But, yes. Okay. Yes. Moving on. I know I spent too much time on that. But, anyway. Let's move into our Ask Maj moment. Ask, I got my Maj moment, then I got my Ask Maj moment. I got to find another, another name for this segment. Anyway, Ask Maj. So, dear Maj, what, what do you think are the reasons why people tend to settle in relationships? Woo, this is a good one. Okay. So, for when I was read, reading this question uh, before I started recording, uh, four four things come to mind for four reasons. So why 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 do I think people tend to settle in relationships? Number one, so let's break it down here. So number one, definitely low self confidence and insecurity. Uh, a lot of you know women and, and men just don't know what they're worth. You know, and that that that. Uh, is is a result of upbringing. It's a result of background and experiences. It could be a result of past relationships, past you know romances, um, and all of those things. So I think you know when there's when you don't know your worth, you don't know your value, you don't know what you bring to the table, you don't recognize those things, um, and that's just not something that you learned about yourself. And you have you know low self confidence, and you deal with you know really hard insecurities. Um, you you tend to settle. You kind of you kind of tend to. There's like this like desperation factor. So you almost just take what you can get, um, and 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 so that's that's a reason, a major reason why why people settle in relationships. Number two, this is another major reason I think people don't like to admit, but a lot of people are in relationships and they are unhappy because they are a slave to time and investment. Um, so a lot of times, even if you talk to your friends or, or, or whoever, you hear a lot of people say, um, oh, what, what, we've been together for so long. Or, we've been together for this amount of years. Um, I've invested so much time. I've invested so much effort. I've invested so much energy and so on and so forth. Honey, if no one has ever told you before, let me be let me be the first to, to say that time and investment does not have to be a mandatory reason why you choose to stay in an unhappy relationship. Um, and I think that's why people settle. You know, you you build things with people and, you know, and you invest time and you invest energy and you, you invest so much of yourself. And a lot of people just don't want to let that go. So instead of, you know, making the decision to be happy and do what's best for you, they rather, you know, settle in the relationship because of how much time and investment they've put in. And the thing is, it's not wrong. It's not it's not wrong to want to work out a relationship because you've invested so, so much time and so 
so much energy and so much effort. But what is wrong, if in my opinion, is if things aren't progressing, things aren't moving, and you've tried everything <laughs> honey it might be time to go you know it might be time to go but you know like i always say it's up to a woman or a man to to get fed up in a relationship so if you feel like you know there's something worth fighting for then that's that's all that matters you know so um number one like i said low self-confidence and insecurity number two a lot of people are slave to time and investment um and number three i would say uh a lot of people don't think they're gonna find anyone else uh, so it's like, oh, you know, you're in this relationship, you know, and you don't want to leave because you don't think you're going to find anyone else that's like that person. You know, especially if you're into a relationship and it's and it's probably one of the best that you've had. You know, you've never had some somebody treat you this way or treat you this well. Um, and, and, and there's this fear that you won't find anyone else like this person. And, and let's be real, you know, just we in the social media digital age and, you know, it's so much stuff, mess, drama going on that people talk about on social media. Like, it seems like all men cheat at this point. Like, you know, there are it, social media makes it seem like ain't no good men out there. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, there are so many things, so many outside factors, so many external factors and internal factors that get into our head. And we convince ourselves that there's nobody else like this person. Like, we, we're not going to find anyone else if we leave this person. So instead of leaving for ourselves and leaving because we know that's what's best for us, we tend to settle because we're, we fear that we're not going to find another relationship. We're not going to find anyone else that's like this person. Um, so yeah, so number one, I would say is low self-confidence and, and insecurity. Number two, I would say uh, slave to time and investment. Number three, uh, a lot of people don't think they're going to find anyone else. And number four, like, like I was talking about with the social media and, and just... Uh, 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 being in the digital age, there's this essence of peer pressure and, and social acceptance. And honestly, child, a lot of people in relationships because it look good on Instagram, because they got somebody to brag about uh, to their family and on social media, you know what I'm saying? Because of the aesthetic, you know, all of that, all of those things, you know, just this social acceptance thing that we've, you know, we've, we've brought onto ourselves and a lot of people are settling because of that. And then you just have like this peer, peer pressure, Peer, okay, I can't get it out. This peer pressure factor of, you know, well, all my friends are in relationships or, you know, people asking, when are you going to get married? You know, oh, I'm 26, I'm 27, I'm 28, and I'm still single, you know, so on and so forth. So at this point, you just kind of take what you can get because you feel pressure to be in a relationship. You feel pressure to kind of check off the 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 checklist that, that the world and society and social media has created for people in their 20s. So, you know... Peer pressure, social acceptance, people tend to settle, you know, because it looks good on, on the outside. When people look at you, it looks good. Oh, relationship goals. Oh, they're so cute together. Oh, y'all pictures are fire and blah, blah, blah. And child, be miserable, just as miserable. So, yeah, I think those are the reasons why I would say people tend to settle in relationships. Again, number one, low self-confidence and insecurities. Number two, slave to time and investment. Number three, a lot of people don't think they're going to find anyone else. Anyone else. And number four, uh, uh, peer pressure and social acceptance. So, so I would, you know, I always like to try to give a piece of advice um, when you guys send me questions. Um, so obviously, you know, don't settle on relationships. Um, but make sure that you have a good relationship with yourself and with God uh, before you decide to pursue a serious relationship. Uh, because when you know who you are and, and you know whose you are, child, I'm preaching today, okay? Um, you have a good idea of what, what value you bring and what you're worth. Um, and when you are really, really, really confident 
and you really, really, really know what you're worth and you really, really, really love yourself, you 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 will not settle because you know that settling is doing yourself a disservice. Um, so, yeah, I, I would definitely say, you know, if, if you are somebody who's wanting, you know, wanting to be in a relationship or you feel like you're ready to be in a relationship, make sure that you you have a great relationship with God um, and you have a good relationship with yourself and you've learned how to love yourself by yourself because <laughs> nobody else is going to be to be able to love you like you and like God. Um, so yeah, find find that love within yourself, honey. Learn learn to find the joy in being single before you choose to you know get into a relationship and, and start dealing with things that are no good. Okay, because relationships are hard work. Take it from personal experience. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Let's get into some tea, honey. Woo chow. It was so many woo chow moments, but this one was so funny to me. And you know, obviously the the talk of the town is is just the elections and and Trump and everything going on. With, with just a bunch of mess. You know, obviously there's been some really good things that came out of it, but whole election was just such a mess. But anyway, this was so funny to me. When I saw this, I just was like, oh, chow, no, he didn't. Anyway, the Philadelphia mayor, uh, his name is Jim Kinney. Uh, chow, he told Donald Trump to put his big boy pants on and accept election defeat. So the, the funny thing about it to me was... <laughs> He was in this news conference and he gets he, he you know, he starts talking. Uh, he So he has his mask on and he starts talking in, in front of a bunch of reporters and people that are at this news conference. But Chow, as he gets to talking about how Donald Trump need to put his big boy pants on, so he took his mask off to tell the people what he had to say. And I just I don't know. I just felt like there was just something. I don't feel like he took his mask off just because he, he needed it he needed people to hear him. Like, I think he was trying to send a message. Like, he was serious. Like, he was mad about that thing. Like, I need y'all to hear me. I need you to listen. Like, I need you to truly understand what I'm saying. And it just was so funny because, you know, a lot of times those those white, uh, you know, officials can be so conservative. Um, you know, so conservative. So when he came out and, 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 and you know, was talking, I guess, to Trump or whatever and trying to send this message, he took the mask off. It was like, oh, child, he done took the mask off like let me sit up and listen so anyway during this conference uh uh this is what he said he said i think what the president needs to do is frankly and i, I believe it was when uh, when he said frankly he took the mask off he said is to put his big boy pants on <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, he needs to acknowledge the fact that he lost and he needs to congratulate the winner just as Jim Carty, Carter, Jimmy Carter did, just as George Bush did, and frankly, just as Al Gore did, and let us move forward as a country. That's my feeling. I doubt he'll listen to me, but hey, that's it. And it was just so funny to me because I felt like, you know, he. I think he said what needed to be said. I think he got his point across, but I feel like he wanted to say so much more. <laughs> I feel like he wanted to say so much more, but obviously, you know, he he had to remember, like, okay, I'm an official. I, I can't, you know, I still have to be professional. You know, well, obviously, uh, officials don't have to be professional anymore. But you know, if, if we're talking about Trump, but anyway, uh, it just was so funny. Like he just he took that mask off. It was like, honey, I, I, you know how like in my song, I'm like, honey, I got something to say. That's how I felt. Like when he took that mask off, it was like, honey, I got something to say. Like y'all need to listen. I got something to say, honey. He said what he had to say, and even though I feel like he he had a lot more to say i think he he got his message across but it it was hilarious definitely go and check that out so yes let's get into some celebrity uh for this week so i try to start with the sad stuff uh 
it's it's been so much sad stuff happening and i'm just like oh my gosh okay so let's start with the sad stuff and then i'll try to end um on a lighter note um so the baby's brother passed away um condolences to him and his family his brother's name was glenn johnson uh he passed away um, and the uh, baby tweeted after his brother's passing. He said, "Death don't phase me at all. Watching my family suffer does. God watch over my family, my mama, my nieces and nephew, and they mama, my brother. Don't worry about me. Take whatever you was gonna do for me and pour it into them and keep me cool. Cause God, I know the world don't. Amen." Um, and I believe he 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 said something else about mental health awareness um, in relation to his brother's passing. Uh, before he deactivated his Instagram. So condolences to his family. Um, and, and just keep the baby and his family in your prayers. Um, rapper King Von from Chicago uh, also passed away after a shootout outside of a club or a lounge in Atlanta. Uh, many celebrities took to Instagram to express their condolences, including LeBron James, Chance the Rapper, Lil Durk, and ex-girlfriend Asian Doll. Uh, so condolences to his family as well. And then uh, longtime Jeopardy host Alex Trebek passed away at age 80 of pancreatic cancer. And I think it was just one of those moments where you really reflected and just thought about Jeopardy as a child. I think if you're anything like me, you know, we we grew up on, on Jeopardy. So definitely sad to see um the the host of of jeopardy passed away definitely a staple um in our in our childhood um so yes condolences to his family and all of his fans as well so to shed well i guess to 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 move toward a lighter note um and and bringing in life yeah i got mayweather confirmed that she is pregnant with nba young boys baby um yes that that Moving on. Uh, Miss Blue Ivy, honey, is booked and busy, okay? And richer than my whole family, which is absolutely ridiculous, but moving on. She is audio narrating the new children's book, Hair Love, based off of the Oscar-winning short film. Go, Blue, honey. Get your money, honey. And as much as as much as much everybody talks about her, Blue is stunting, okay? Blue is stunting on y'all. She said y'all couldn't hold her down, okay? Speaking of Blue Ivy, her mama child... Yonce partnered with Peloton to give HBCU students a two-year digital membership, which will give them free access to the Peloton app, including classes with the best instructors and now featuring my music. Uh, um, and if you don't know anything about the Peloton company, it is an American company uh, that makes at-home gym equipment, has an exercise app, and produces workout videos that customers can live stream through Peloton products. Um, I thought I must have took it out. I wrote on here, uh, child, I'm looking at my script. Um, I wrote on here, uh, what HBCUs, um, she was, um, gifting the membership to. So I, I know it was Howard. I believe one was Spellman, um, and a bunch of others. I, I can't remember. I can't believe I completely took it out of my script. But yes, um, so shout out to Beyonce. Uh, she wrote on her website, she said, we believe that the power of music can help uplift, motivate, and inspire those on their fitness journeys. I've been a Peloton member for several years, and I'm excited to partner with a company that helps people young and old be the best version of themselves in an innovative and adaptable way. This year has tested all of us, and I 
I know the college experience looks a little different than planned and many were not able to celebrate homecoming the way they wanted to. Still, I hope everyone was able to take time to reflect and to celebrate the strength, excellence, and resilience of our community. I'm proud to celebrate the students and HBCUs with this donation to encourage them to find and embrace their own wellness regimens. You know, I'm going to look it up because I really want to um, emphasize what HBCUs um She's offering this too. So it is, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, okay, so students at Howard University, Spelman College, Clark Atlanta University, Morehouse College, and Morehouse School of Medicine, Bennett College, Hampton University, Texas Southern University, Wilberforce University, and Grambling State University. So shout out to Beyonce partnering with Peloton. And I just love what she does just with HBCUs. Honey, after that remarkable performance at Coachella, um, considering she was the first black woman to perform at Coachella, to headline Coachella, um, and then she dedicated it to HBCUs. Like, I cannot wait until I'm on that level where I can partner with major organizations and give, you know, these these major amounts of, of funding to um, HBCUs. Because, honey, let me tell you something. As soon as I make it, that's where... My money is going to first is HBCUs because, honey, I am a product and I believe in in giving back and pouring back into where I came from. So what is it? Uh, buy back the block. Now, I ain't necessarily buying back the block, but I'm, I'm giving back to the block. OK, <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Beyonce on on her new uh, partnership venture. Um, new music. Uh, Mulatto dropped a new single and a visual with two chains called Quarantine Thick. Uh, Two Chains also announced his new album, So Help Me God, uh, that will be releasing this Friday, the 13th. So moving on to my favorite section, Sean, Black Girl Sean. Miss Angela Yee, who I'm so excited for, got a new show on Fox Soul called Established with Angela Yee. It premiered on November 5th, and her first episode, she interviewed Method Man. So make sure y'all go and check that out. Cori Bush made history as the first black woman elected to the U.S. House of Representatives from Missouri. She has been elected to the House to represent Missouri's first congressional district. She tweeted, Shirley Chisholm became the first black woman elected to Congress 52 years ago. Today, I became the first black woman elected to represent Missouri in Congress. It's 2020. I shouldn't be the first, but I'm honored to carry this responsibility. Honey, I felt that. But she said I shouldn't be the first, and she shouldn't. And she shouldn't, honey, black woman, let's step up to the plate. Let's recognize our value. Let's, what, what was what was my little saying? I was always saying, uh, move move us to the C-suite. Move the blacks to the C-suite. Move the blacks to the C-suite, C-suite, okay? Move the women, the black women to the C-suite, okay? And I'm not just talking about corporations. I mean everything. Move us to the leadership positions, okay? Honey, black women take charge. It is our time. Um, so yes, Dr. Monique Mendez has become the first black woman to receive a PhD in neuroscience from the University of Rochester. She was born in Jamaica and is a first generation college graduate. And of course, back to the elections, Miss Stacey Abrams helped turn Georgia blue when she registered over 800,000 new voters across Georgia, Georgia. I can't. I really can't. New voters across Georgia who were affected by voter suppression in time, just in time for elections. Shout out to Stacey Abrams, who continues to uh, uh, break barriers and shatter glass ceilings. Uh, Sydney Barber is the first black female midshipman to be the brigade commander in the U.S. Naval Academy. And for those of you who don't know, brigade commander is the highest leadership position within the academy's 
student body. So, yeah, shout out to Miss Sydney Barber. And last but not least, shout out to Miss Asia Branch, who was the first black Miss, Missis- Miss Mississippi uh, and was also crowned Miss USA this Monday. Um, so shout out to her, and I am excited to see all that she has in store uh, as she goes on to represent the United States of America. Continue to shine, black girl, shine. Absolutely love it. But yes, that is your dose of Maj for today. Thank y'all so, so, so much for listening, and I don't know. I just love y'all. Thank y'all so much. I will catch you Let in the next get episode. The mic. Honey, I got something to uh, say. Uh. No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.